Hello, and welcome to the AV Forums Movies Podcast for Monday, the 15th of May, 2023. Uh, I am, as you can see, not Kaz Harlow. So good luck, everyone. It's going to be a bumpy ride. <laughs> Hold on tight. <laughs> I am Tom Davis, and tonight I'm joined by these guys. Mark Costello. Hello. I'm Crust. Bonjour, bonjour, madame, monsieur. That was nice. Actually, that was appropriate, I guess, for what we're going to mm-hmm. talk about. So that's good. Um, we are talking all sorts of stuff, and we're going to see how much we can just cram into 60 minutes. <laughs> Or just over, very likely. Um, we're going to talk about stuff going on at the cinema, including the latest Marvel thing, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Yes. We're going to be talking about stuff on streaming, including Michael J. Fox, the Michael J. Fox documentary Still, and Air, which has just popped onto Amazon Prime after quite a truncated cinema outing. Um, and then we're going to be talking about some slightly more exciting 4K releases, which we will be getting on to very shortly can't wait um there's gonna be an unboxing if you like an unboxing come stick around and watch an unboxing it's gonna be apologize in advance (laughs) unboxings a good um seo or something like that anyway before we get to the good stuff mark would you like to fill us in on what competitions are currently live on the website I will. Thank you very much, Mr. Davis. So, oh, there's so many. You can still win. Still, I might add, Brotherhood of the Wolf on 4-disc Ultra HD from Studio Canal. Star Trek Strange New World Season 1 on 4K Limited Edition Steelbook. Knock at the Cabin on 4K. Picnic at Hanging Rock on 4K Limited Edition. And Naked Lunch on 4K Limited Edition. And that, as it is written exactly here, is just the 4K prizes. With plenty more Blu-ray competitions and even a compo to win an exclusive official Scream 6 hoodie from the lucky people at Paramount. Uh, So head over to avforums.com forward slash competitions to enter. All competitions are open to eligible AV Forums members resident in the UK. Back to you, Tom. Oh, lovely. Thank you very much, Mark. That There's some good telly you know still available. There's some good swag there. There is, isn't there? There's I don't know. Really good stuff there. Ah. Stu will tell us in the chat if uh, if there's still a TV available or not. There is. There is a TV. There still is. Available. Go go still and enter a competition that. for uh, a, a really good uh, Philips TV. So head to the website and do that. There are some competition winners, uh, but I will just tell you who has won the exciting things. So uh, Matt WB won City of Lost Children on 4K. Good film. Great film. Uh, Big Bad David won French Dispatch, um, the HMV exclusive Blu-ray. I've still not seen the French Dispatch. Oh, it's a it's a good one. I feel I feel it's dumb. I think I've seen every other Wes Anderson movie, but should have entered the competition. I should have entered the competition. Big Bad David will lend it you. Thanks, Big Bad David. Uh, Star supporter Count Jedi won the Criterion February titles, and Star supporter Sam V two thousand and one won the March Criterion titles on Blu-ray, and Star supporter Scurry won Martin on limited edition four K from Studio Canal. That's, that's, release. that's a nice one Great isn't it so release. enjoy that you guys and well done all girls um yes without further ado let's dive straight in to the thing that everybody has seen at the cinema over this last week I've not... except for simon and mark <laughs> <laughs> uh... guardians of the galaxy volume three um 
Tell us about it, Tom. You've seen it, haven't you? I have seen it. Yeah, I saw it in IMAX 3D, and um, the IMAX was really cool. It, it was great. I mean, it's. Um, I went to the IMAX at the Cineworld in Telford, so it is only a, a single laser. You don't get any shifting aspect. But I don't know that there is any shifting aspect ratio in it per se. Uh-huh. I'm hoping someone will correct me if I'm wrong on that, but I'm, I, I don't think there is any changing changing ratio in it it did however look and sound amazing um and i normally hate 3d maybe hate's too strong a word but it probably isn't i really (laughs) would never opt to go and watch a movie in 3d anymore that like that that is done really for me i'm sort of over 3d that being said there were a couple of bits in um guardians that made interesting use of it like and gave some nice depth um to the shots especially where um it's the pov of rocket raccoon as he is a young raccoon in a cage with uh like a hand sort of reaching in towards him and normally i would say that that was kind of like gimmicky 3d but in the context of what was going on like the sinister um experiments that were being performed on animals which is a an ongoing theme of the movie it it kind of worked to to sort of heighten that tension so actually the the 3d element even is is quite good shame we can't watch that at home anymore yeah that's not i I mean disney plus aren't they're not interested in in doing that are they they're not interested in providing a, a way to do that so unless and i don't think they're releasing it on on uh blu rays anymore even uh, they may do. There are some random 3D release schedules okay. in strange countries for previous ones, so you never know. There might be a Swedish or a Japanese release, but certainly nothing here or in the US. Well, if you have a supporting TV, then you might want to might want to look into that um, around the time that it's released, which I can't imagine will be that far down the road. Um, the content of the film is pretty good. As far as the storyline of the ongoing um, storyline of Guardians of the Galaxy goes, it is quite a nice wrapping up of things um, that have been set up over the past two movies. It Not only is it a competent, like, react structured movie where things are set up in the opening scenes that are then adequately resolved in the final scenes but i have to mention what you mean it. like actual movie going a, a movie going experience there's a yeah. beginning there's a middle and there's an end yeah and God. the end references stuff that happens at the beginning and the middle it, oh it's... shut the front door tom <laughs> but <laughs> I mean... what magic is this you're talking about i know we talk about lowered expectations but I enjoyed that element of it. <laughs> oh, Tom. <laughs> um, it's um, The story essentially follows uh, two paths, one of which is um, the reuniting of the Guardians of the Galaxy with Gamora, which, don't ask, you'll never know. Um, the other element of it is the backstory and origin of Rocket and his place within the Guardians. And um, one half of that doesn't work and falls flat and is not very emotionally resonant and is sort of easily cut from the movie, sadly. (laughs) The other half, the stuff about Rocket, is really good. Um, It doesn't make for an amazing movie. It's not 
like Marvel at its best, but it is a solidly good film. And the emotional um, literacy of the film is better than the way in which the second volume dealt with um, Peter's relationship with his father, which sort of fell flat for me at the time. The stuff with Rocket and his um, upbringing, I suppose you'd call it, is much more emotionally resonant. And, you know, it's, it's going to give some people the feels. It is a surprisingly um, radically animal rights oriented movie. That's the first thing that really sort of struck me about it is that it really goes hard on animal testing and keeping animals in cages. And uh, yeah, it, it was surprisingly on the nose, all of that stuff, and just outright condemning any kind of treating of animals as anything less than human, really, in terms of the movie anyway. And... and um, that was surprising and enjoyable and thought-provoking and they kind of undo it in the last moments of the movie so don't stay for the after credits scenes because it sort of undermines that stuff <laughs> but generally it it was a really fun couple of hours at the cinema with a marvel movie in a way that i haven't we haven't really had since probably 2019, to be honest. So, uh, oh, come on, no, we all enjoyed No Way Home. Come on. Oh yeah, sure, sure. Come on, no Way come Home. On, come on, come on, come on. Yeah, no, I will. I, I, my brain had sort of forgotten about <laughs> that, but no, that's a good. That was a, a good movie too, a fun movie. Um, so yeah, if you get the chance to go and see it at the cinema, do so. If you don't, it'll be on Disney Plus soon with mm, expanded yeah. ratio. Yeah. So have fun with that instead. So hilariously, Tom, last month's poddy or the last poddy, we were talking about animal cruelty in Italian films and how it was a no-no. Oh, yeah, boy, true. And and here, you've said it was the best bit of this one. Oh, yeah. I didn't say it was good it's, that there was animal it, cruelty it, in it. That, that's a hell oh, of an about I, I love it when they beat up the <laughs> it, was, it was good that it condemned animal cruelty. <laughs> Oh, the japes we have at the expense of other living creatures. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Um, yeah. So, good. yeah, it good. was good. I, I am looking forward to it. I need to see it. Yeah, it's it's the first it's the first time in a good long while that I've thought, that's a Marvel movie. So, yeah. Marvellous. Marvellous. I, I like that. Well done, Simon. <laughs> oh, um, dear. Uh, before we go on to talk about um michael j fox because that that might be we might end up on a bit of a on a bit of a, a downer on that one let's have something a bit more uplifting you've not been to the cinema mark but you did stay at home to watch air i i did so tell uh, us about it yes well uh ben affleck's air it is a telling of the supposed inside story of one of sports greatest ever deals back in 1984 uh nike were not the powerhouse behemoth they are today no in terms of u.s basketball uh coverage only 17 percent of nba stars wore their shoe they were being eclipsed massively by converse and those young german upstarts adidas 
Uh, Adidas. Adidas. Whatever. I uh, think like Randy MC say it. And uh, so schlubby uh, Matt Damon is tasked by hippie uh, Ben Affleck to go and sort this out. Fix it. You're a talent scout for all the high school superstars of the future. Go find me one. And he did. He went and he found this chap called Michael Jordan. No one's ever heard of him. The problem was Michael Jordan had said, I do not want to wear Nike shoes. I want to wear those crazy Adidas shoes because the run DMC uh, wear them and stuff. So that's that's the start of it. And what follows is two hours of business meetings talking about a business deal to make lots of very, very rich people even richer. Uh, that is it. Now, as has been pointed out in the forums, apparently I had no business reviewing this <laughs> because I knew nothing of basketball, because I knew nothing of Michael Jordan, and I knew nothing of sneakers. sneakers you know a little bit about film, though. Uh, well, well, I mean, apparently I somehow got enjoyment out of Armageddon and I am neither a driller nor an astronaut. So, you know, what I the think, fudge? I think that's probably why you got enjoyment out of Armageddon. Probably, probably. <laughs> so I, 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 I suppose I should caveat my review and all future readings of my review with if you give a rat's ass about Nike and Michael Jordan and a shoe deal that puts $400 million a year into a sportsman's pocket, then have at it. Fill your boots. I'm sure you'll get a lot out of it. Me, as I put in in a response to someone on the forums, I didn't really know anything or care a lot about the 2008 Wall Street crash. I still know nothing about subprime mortgages, but The Big Short was a good film that made me interested. Air is a very good film. It's very well made. Affleck can point a camera and shoot and people can act well and the cast are all great. But I just did not give a monkeys about any of it. There was no crazy, ridiculous inner flights of fancy, no cinematic pizzazz to distract you from the fact it's all just meeting after meeting after meeting. And I was bored. It's it's average. Uh, a lot of people have got a lot out of it and have been very mad that apparently I didn't find it one of the greatest films ever made. Oh, sorry. Would kids. it have been better if they'd have had some of these shoes locked in a cage? And there were lots of people protesting against having shoes locked in cages. Mm. So, so you mean if, if, if Rocket Raccoon was a sneaker? I, I, I kind of don't know where size going with that. I don't know either, but no. I, I'm, I'm going to sit back and yes. listen because, yes. you know, he's got yeah. something to say and I'm going to listen. So, I, 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 I mean... Are either of you basketball fans or Michael no. Jordan fans? So no, interested in the film whatsoever. I mean, I think it's it's a bit of a hard. And what's even worse is I can't spoil it. But let's, but, but let's just say the dazzling untold story of this deal is business one hundred and one. That's <laughs> all I can say without spoiling the end of the film. If you're expecting something like Moneyball, you know some brilliant new strategy about how to do things completely different you're going to be mistaken you're going to be really disappointed it's it the most bog standard business basic that secured this deal that just makes incredibly rich people very rich yeah uh, so it definitely seems like uh mats and bats do yay capitalism which is 
I'm not interested in it's, that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, it it is a, it is a very like you said, it is a competent film. It is well made. Uh, it is eighties nostalgia rubbed in your eyeballs. And Tom, if you didn't like the nostalgia in Afterlife, you'd best not watch this. <laughs> Because it is like, yay, 80s, rah, rah, rah. And oh, I think I put in the review some of the most hilarious needle drops you've ever heard. You know, as, as, they're, as they're just about to go into their pitch preparation for this impossible pitch, uh, Mike and the Mechanics, all we need is a miracle, is playing in the background. And it's just like, oh, my God. I mean, it's a banger. Don't get me wrong. But come on, let's have a little bit more imagination. So look. It's it's well made. People might enjoy it and get two hours worth of an easy Friday night watch out of it. I think people sometimes forget a five out of ten is an average. An I average. don't hate it. I didn't say it was bad. Five out of ten is an average movie. This was an average movie about, for me, something I really didn't care about. If you do care about it, it might be more than an average movie. But yeah, it's on, it's on Amazon. Go fill your boots, kids. Literally. <laughs> oh! Oh, oh damn it how did i not see that <laughs> snappy i like that that was good size had some coffee today you can tell uh thanks for that mark <laughs> he's just getting ready for it for the naked lunch that's all he's doing <laughs> bracing himself you're welcome tom yeah 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 we um yeah we're we're, we're not we're not massive fans of that film i take it but that's fine uh, because I think, have we all seen the next film that I'm going to talk about? Depends what you're going to say. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, well, no, I, I won't be ridiculous. We're we're going to talk. <laughs> Released last Friday on Apple TV Plus was still um, <laughs> the Michael J. Fox movie, and um, I have seen that. Yes, I have not. I oh, that's a shame for the wife. So I'll probably get to it next Christmas or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying to. I'm dying to. It's it. It is a really great look into uh, Michael J. Fox's rise to fame and the way that he's dealt with um, the adversity that life has dealt him. But the one thing um, that is evident from minute one of the documentary is that he has lost absolutely none of the charisma that he was obviously born with. And he is just a, a joy to watch on screen talking about whatever he's talking about. He is a master storyteller of his own life. And he has got such a way with the camera and with the interviewer and with his doctor and with his family. And he is just switched on as Michael J. Fox all the time. And it's just so lovely to watch. Um, what did you think of it, uh, Sai? Um, yes, I found it a uh, very rewarding experience mm. um, to to watch what it's constructed strangely. It's not a t talking heads video. It's uh, yeah. a story told throughout his life using uh, films, music, and uh, behind the scenes and family uh, videos telling the story of his life up to the point when he was diagnosed with um, Parkinson's. Um, and it's um, an incredibly rewarding. And to go back in hindsight and see how he covered it up for so many years and then to come out and not worry about it was, um, yes, uh, moving, poignant and uh, 
yeah, very, very, very good. Uh, I well worth watching. Well worth watching. Another another coup for Apple TV there. Together. Yeah, um, I think the thing that I wrote in in the review was that, or maybe I didn't actually write it in the end, but that I was surprised by the lack of emphasis on um, his illness. It it mm. was it was not absent from the film but it was so underplayed as to be like oh and also i had parkinson's and i was dealing with it alongside i was neglecting my family i had become alcoholic like all of those things were placed on the same level um, mm -hmm. in in his uh, telling of of the events of his life and and it was really if you're going into this expecting like oh there's going to be some, you know, revelatory experience about um, what it is like to have Parkinson's disease. That's not in it. He He's very right. keen to tell the story as Michael J. Fox, not as somebody with Parkinson's yeah. disease. And that was a really interesting um, way to take it. And, and, it took me, it didn't take me long, but it took me a little while to to sort of accept his flow of events to be like, oh, just this is just, it's not that type of film. I thought it was going to be that type of film and it, and it isn't. So I'm now just going to go with the type of film that it is. Um, in doing that, I do feel like there were a couple of stones that were left unturned uh, purposefully um, by a combination of the filmmakers and Michael J. Fox in the effort to downplay the significance of um, his diagnosis on his life. Like Simon says, it, it the film only goes up to really when he reveals, he public re, publicly revealed his diagnosis. So oh, while he was making Spin City. Um, and between then and now we we don't get any of any record of like his activism we get very little of his charity work it, it is mentioned but mm. there is no detail on it um and that's the film they wanted to make i felt like i wanted a little bit of that in there because it feels so important to him and his life, and he has spent more years doing that than he did acting at this point. And well, I guess that's not true because he's he's continued to act. But you know, he a large portion of his life has been spent now on that um, research and activism and fundraising and charity support. I I kind of feel like it it's a missing piece of the puzzle. I I wanted to to know more about. It's, it's probably tough. I mean, like you say, if it's yeah. his story and he's telling it, how Absolutely. do you how do you then tell all that bit without coming across as a little bit self serving, a little bit oh look how great I am? So it was probably really difficult to yeah. actually yeah. be be Michael J. Fox about it. If yeah. you see what I mean. So, but it's, but it's but it's interesting that that's the that's the structure. Yeah, it's hundred percent intentional, and that's where the emphasis of the—that's what the film is about. It's not about that thing that I was interested, or you know, that I wanted a bit. It's yeah, not, yeah, yeah. I, and I just have to accept that that's not the film that yeah. it, that it is. But um, yeah, oh. regardless of that, it, it it's a moving documentary, Fantastic. and 
just anybody who had any investment in Michael J. Fox in the 80s and 90s, which is anybody who saw Everyone. him act in anything, <laughs> yeah. um, is going to be moved by it for sure. So if you're not currently a subscriber of Apple TV+, Plus, this is as good a time as any yeah. to get on board because it, mm. it's, yeah, it's, oh, it's a powerful fantastic. thing. That and fantastic. Silo. That and what? Sorry, Siren? Silo. Oh, Silo. We we will come back to that. I watched the first episode of that today, so we will we'll loop back around to that for sure. Um yeah, I have some observations about Silo, but let's let's <laughs> oh, let's comedy. wait for those. Stay tuned, guys. See if I hate it or not. No, um, we've got to get Picard out the way first, people. We've moved on, man. <laughs> the world has moved on. Okay. Oh, we're we've such got, a tease. We've got Strange New Worlds season two coming up soon enough. Mm-hmm. So there's that. something else for you to be horribly apathetic about, Tom. No, shut up. I really liked Strange New Worlds. It was good. <laughs> Anson Mount's hair, 10 out of 10. The rest of the show, 4 out of 10. No, Anson Mount's hair, it like starts at a 10 and goes up to like 15. Like it gets, <laughs> yes. It gets better as the season goes that on. That is true. So good. So good. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, let's talk 4K disc releases. Um, and we okay. mentioned these... Uh, I think this time last month, more or less, um, but we didn't have them in hand at the point, which is the re-release, or sorry, the remastering, I should say, of the three and four Musketeers, the Richard Lester films from the 1970s. And um, Mark, you've you've seen them, you've reviewed them. Tell you, us about them. You bet your sweet ass I have, Tom. I love these uh, movies. I can't wait yes. to hear you talk about them. I love them. Yes. And, oh, I mean, they are... They're like bonds, aren't they? You know, for for people of a certain age, they were your childhood. They were rainy bank holidays. They were Sunday afternoon TV staples. You know, oh, for your mum, it had, oh, that lovely Richard Chamberlain, Dr. Kilder. Oh, he was lovely. You know, for your dads, there was Ollie Reed just literally drinking anything that wasn't nailed down. And for everyone else, there was just Frank Finley being just outrageously boisterous. And, uh, you know, you only need to look at Pirates of the Caribbean to basically see where did this blockbuster, japery sort of feel-good action adventure with the lols and all that, where did it come from? Well, 50 years ago, it came from Alexander Dumas and it came from the Salkins. Alexander Dumas? Oh, come on, Mark. Look, does it sound like I can speak French? Tres bien. (laughs) Not mercy. Uh, so, so yeah, so as I put in the review, it's, it's interesting. What's more interesting about it is the, the two films may originally have started life as one film. No one told the actors, uh, until they found out they were starring in a second film. Uh, so if anyone who thought the days of bloated blockbusters, splitting films into two to maximize box office profits started with the likes of Twilight and the Hunger Games, forget it. 50 years ago, Richard Lester was doing it and he was doing it first and better than everyone else. Uh, Yes, the, the 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 two films are very very different, which is which is incredibly bizarre, especially when you watch them almost back to back. To think that they could have been one film, totally, they're absolutely 
miles apart. The first film, the whole story is about retrieving the Queen of France's necklace from her lover. That's it. It's got Spike Milligan. It's got Roy Kinnear. It's got Raquel Welch being absolutely hilarious and just falling over. It is a knockabout japathon of the highest calibre. Everyone is having an absolute blast and it's brilliant. And then the sequel comes about and suddenly England and France are at war. Suddenly Spike Milligan's nowhere to be seen. Roy Kinnear's in it for about 30 seconds. And that jape, that that, that lark about tone is completely gone. It's been replaced with some some real darkness, both narratively and character-wise. Oliver Reed in this gives you a peek behind the curtain and there is a real sense that the melancholy he is talking about is him. And it's, you know, in, in between all that, it's, it's, it's not a dour misery fest, the Four is at all. It's got lashings of explosive set pieces and, and it is the action spectacular that, interestingly, the first one wasn't. The first one was much more about the character interactions, uh, the comedy, the, the, the wit. The second one is about the darkness and the spectacle. So again, hey, George Lucas, you know, Empire Strikes Back to Star Wars, Lester, add your bat, mate, honestly. Uh, so the two films, I, I think they are uproariously entertaining. They are they are fun. They are light. Even when it is dark, even when unexpected deaths strangely occur. Uh, and as a pair, it's just glorious nostalgic entertainment. It's great fun, the pair of them. Uh, 4K discs, though, however. Mm, now... The first thing to note is Studio Canal are going to Studio Canal. Whatever the release, whatever they want, they're going to mm -hmm. do their thing. And their thing in this case is teal. Cyan, whatever you want to call it, that strange turquoise-ish wash that they seem to apply to some of their releases. When they get it wrong, they get it really wrong. Red Sonja in Cat's Eye might as well have been shot with a turquoise filter stuck in front of it. When they don't get it so wrong, you get something like King Kong 76, where it's noticeable, but it, it it's not egregious. Now, what's interesting here is both films have got a very similar restoration applied. 4K uh, restoration of the original camera negative. Uh, but the the Three Musketeers, the, the teal is, is just about noticeable, but it's more a sort of in passing. The odd rough suddenly looks a little bit turquoise. But the Four Musketeers, there's, it's a lot more noticeable, the real push. And I think it's probably towards the end of the Four Musketeers. Uh, you start to see variations in the teal in the image. It goes dark, it goes light, it goes dark, it goes light. So it's a much more noticeable. So that being said, the rest of the restorations are absolutely gorgeous. You know, you only have to go online to have a look at how badly the films have been served by previous home releases. And these are light years ahead of those in terms of detail, in terms of grain management, in terms of everything else. So I'm not a fan of slapdashing a bit of teal on everything. However, when you see how really badly these films looked before, I'm going to give certainly the Three Musketeers a pass because it is light years ahead of what we've ever had. Four Musketeers, I knocked it down a point in terms of scoring just because it was so much more noticeable for me. But... But, 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 I will say again, if the last time you saw these was on your your 4 by 3 CRT TV with your mum and dad on a bank holiday Monday back in 87, these things are going to blow your socks off. So uh, still massively recommended. 
so yeah, have at it, people. Uh, what, what about director's intent, Mark? What if Richard Lesser wanted it to look like it was filmed in the Caribbean Ocean? Well, well, why wouldn't he? There you go. You know. So, therefore, ten out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, they're they're great fun. The discs are, you know, apart from that teal thing, these are these are really really good remasters. So I say, have at it. I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait to watch them again. I, I think the last time that I saw both of them was as a teenager, but prior to that, I must have seen them ten or twelve times because I I just I loved them as a kid. And like you say. Watching them on a rainy bank holiday with your parents. What happened to the times when these things used to be on TV like every every other week? I mean, not really every other week, but often enough yeah. for me to have seen it numerous times without having a VHS copy of it. So yes. it feels like a bygone era now, doesn't it? That you just chuck the TV on and suddenly there would be like this masterpiece that you could watch on Sunday afternoon. <laughs> Definitely, definitely. Oh no, am I getting nostalgic? <laughs> you are. Oh, quick, stick Afterlife on. Quick. Uh, right, do, do we have a question in the chat? Yes, we certainly do. see the chat, so... The question is from Roof Pizza. Uh, is that, that's going to be a Breaking Bad reference, hasn't it? Good reference, Roof mm -hmm. Pizza. Do I need IMAX enhancement on my TV if I have it on my receiver, but streaming through the TV? uh no it should uh you should it should just the signal that comes out of your receiver that should be what shows on the tv am i wrong gentlemen mm, and now i don't know so is this about the imax enhanced on disney plus it must be i think so if it is no you don't because it's not the imax enhanced that you get in your receivers i think Correct me if I'm wrong. The IMAX enhanced on Disney Plus is just literally it's the expanded IMAX ratio. ratio. That's what right. IMAX enhanced means. If there's nothing else. There's no specific mode. There's no additional metadata that's included in it whatsoever. It is literally the IMAX enhanced is it's in 1.85 or 1.78 as opposed to the the the, the 2.35. The IMAX enhanced on your receiver is because in audio tracks on certain discs, there is a, there is in essence the equivalent, I, I can't think of another way of saying it, but it's of audio metadata. So there is an enhanced bass track. There is, an, there is a slightly different uh, equalizer applied to the sound field for the audio. So if that's what the question is, if you're watching Disney Plus, no, you don't need Amex enhanced on your TV, on your receiver or anything. It's not a mode. It's literally, you're just getting a different aspect ratio so a different presentation through the same app or or whatever you're receiving yes. it through so yes. so you, oh, uh, i'm sorry that wasn't, it, a, that wasn't a three musketeers question then oh <laughs> that's all right, that's but, all right. But, but yes roof pizza don't don't worry you're not missing anything if your amp isn't kicking into amex enhanced or anything at all it's all good mate yeah there's 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 nothing nothing special for you to do it's nope. just it's just what Disney decide to show us basically through their app. Yes, you're seeing this much instead of this much. And normally you access that stuff through the the oh, I forgot what the name of the menu on Disney Plus is now. Is it versions or Hey, what? You know, well on on Disney Visions. you can 
you no 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 you can you can select whether you want to watch it in IMAX oh, right yeah, yeah and yeah. there is an option for like other versions I think uh, and, and that's yeah. where that's yeah. where you can toggle it on or off but mm. otherwise I think they just do it automatically like, they give you the best presentation that, that they've got Ooh. okay okay we answered your question Ruth Pizza okay is it naked oh it's not naked lunch is it it's fear and loathing. Yeah, we've done Naked Lunch. We did yeah. that last time, huh? Oh, that was my mistake. Oh, I'm so sorry, everyone, expecting some heavy Naked Lunch discussion. No. <laughs> Said <Because> no one. <laughs> naked Lunch is like an inscrutable, and is it good or is it not good? 10 uh, out of 10. Cronenbergian bit of weirdness. Whereas we all know, Simon, that Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas is a masterpiece. Is about two... <laughs> Irrepressibly awful people doing irrepressibly awful things. Correct. Oh, are, we, are we talking about air again? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a bit more about the disc release in 4K. Okay. Um, it was out, uh, what was it, last week? Forget now. Doesn't matter. Um, it's, uh, yeah, before we go into the, the minutiae of the actual film itself, let's talk a little bit about the disc. Um, the picture has had a brand new 4K scan from the original camera negative by Arrow themselves, and it's been approved by director Terry Gilliam, supposedly. And I can believe that because it is a stunning picture. It is absolutely beautiful. There are detail up the wazoo. Um, the colours pop off the screen, the reds, the blues, the pinks. There is so much pink in the film and it looks gorgeous. I loved it. Beautiful picture. Two soundtracks, uh, 2.0 uh, and 5.1. I went with the 5.1, which is another luscious track. Beautifully surround experience. Um, yeah. Ambient, loud, good bass. Some very good bass, actually. Send some, some of the weird and wonderful things that go along with it. Very, very nice. Decent package of extras all on the disc. Yeah, it's a really, really, really good disc. The film itself, not so much. Um, so, I it was the first time I've seen this film. First it's time. the first really? time you've seen it. First time. Oh I've my seen god! It. Oh. I don't have this um, teenage nostalgia. Let's get drunk and watch a strange film because that's what we do when we're a teenager. I, so I, I do don't that have now. this nostalgia bit about it. I look at it as the pure and simple black and white. Here is a film. Is it any good? Not yes. Really. <laughs> Not really. It's about awful people doing awful things. Didn't resonate with me whatsoever. Where's Where's the mute button for Simon? <laughs> I agree, Simon. It is Terry Gilliam's second best movie. <laughs> but um, anyway, I I didn't um, trash the film because there's um, there's something inherently fascinating about watching the destruction of these two people as they go about their awful awful lives in a, in a period of. Um, what, two, well, it's actually set in about a week, isn't it? It's the actual the, the book that it's based on is set over a couple of months, but this is actually condensed down to make it even more irrepressibly drab and awful. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, there is something weirdly fascinating about watching their destruction and how awful they are to themselves and to each other and how they manage to get out of it at the end. So that, that itself is weirdly fascinating. But other than that, I wouldn't don't think i'd ever go back to it um, i didn't trash it i gave it a no, no. six which yeah. is a above average score but i don't feel like i have to bow to the 
popular demand that it is one of the greatest films ever made because <laughs> you just have to bow to Tom. So yeah. that's that's it. Not everyone else, just bow to Tom. I'm in charge tonight. <laughs> so, 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 so I, I, I'm intrigued by this. So have you seen With Null and I? Oh, of course, it's a brilliant film. But I know <laughs> where I'm going here. Now, I thought that when I was a teenager and I got drunk with my best. Ah, right. There we go. Mm-hmm. Quote, well, I loved it. Ah, okay. there we go. There we go. That, I believe, dear listeners, is what you call a pregnant pause at that point <laughs> while the penny drops with Mr. Crust. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, I'm. It, it's one of those films where I, I, I've seen it twice and. Yeah, I have to say, and I were basically no, you review it, no, you review it. I don't want to watch it, you review it. It's not one I will go back to. Oh, uh, I, I got, I, I got the Arrow Blu ray as soon as it came out in the in the little box with, mm. um, with a, I think it came with a book, probably it came yeah, with it a was, book. It was a good set of paper, to. um, some paper, and um, but also it comes with the, the Ralph Steadman documentary, which I'm assuming mm. is, comes on the 4K set as well, which is just fascinating for those of you, um, not familiar. Ralph Steadman is, is the English, um, like satirical cartoonist who, who did the illustrations for, um, the, the book and for, um, a couple of, uh, Hunter S. Thompson books. And it, just about his later life. Johnny Depp goes to meet him in advance. Oh, uh, no, yeah, sorry, post, yeah. post uh, filming Fear and Loathing. And it's just a, a few days spent with Ralph Steadman where he talks about his work. And it's just fascinating. Yeah. Like really low key, but really, really interesting um, guy. Um, so if, cool. if you have any love at all for the movie and are going to buy it, that's an extra that I would thoroughly recommend watching it's like a, a feature-length documentary and it's um Excellent. yeah fascinating good oh sorry now can we come to the unboxing no are we talking Coraline? what, what do we no 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 let's let's oh, unbox let's oh, unbox all right let's, unbox yeah let's unbox so Simon again apologies for those who are um, only listening on audio but we are going to have another live unboxing I'm going to do audio description for people. Okay. Simon <laughs> is holding in his hands a cardboard so, pack. So uh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Are we watching this? Here we go. He's pulling the zippy thing. Can you hear it ripping? No, we can't. I'm sorry, Simon. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, oh Simon. Oh, Look at that. Department S. It's a beautiful disc. <laughs> He's bought another copy of Department <laughs> S just for this joke. So, seriously. Um, here we are. We've, we've <laughs> Brotherhood of the Wolf, which was released today. It did actually come in this package, of course. Um, here we are. It's a nice slipcase. Here's the disc here. We have how many How many discs is it? Five, isn't it? Four. Four, four I think. One, two, three, four. Four discs, and I have actually uh, slipped this on. Uh, it arrived about seven o'clock this evening, so I've managed to watch a few chapter snippets 
Have you had a chance to spin it yet, Mark? I have not. No, so I, I can't um, review it fully because I haven't seen it all. But for the most part, the uh, the Kaz's review is pretty much spot on. It's a beautiful looking image. Um, it's fantastic detail, deep, good colouring. Um, there is uh, a slight. I'm going to have to play. There is a little bit, a little bit of teal in there, um, particularly in the. Uh, I mean, Kaz does note it. The um, when when they go down to see the body, the first body, and the soldiers are coming down the hill, that is noticeably um, odd in colour, or certainly a teal push. Um, and as as you skip further on, it gets less and less, um, and most of it is fantastic. Really good. Um, again, I didn't really get much of the sound. It's a Dolby remix Dolby Atmos sound, um, but the few bits that I did hear were awesome. So I'm really, really looking forward to it because yep. it's a fantastic film and it's Can't. incredible that there's people who haven't seen it or heard of it because it's um, it's absolutely magnificent. Oh, look, I've just noticed on the disc actually it says brand new restoration, um, and Kaz does note that. And in fact, when you when you first spin up the disc, there's a big uh, thing in French with subtitles in the bottom that bounce across telling you what they've done to it. Um, it's been approved um, from the original camera negative. So why is it got a little till push? We've painted it blue. Mm. Um, perhaps it was always meant to be that way. I, do, do um, I really love to get a color, one of these colorists up because this is just it's weird, it's happening it? so often. I'd just love to know why. I mean, I apparently learned, here you go, get this fact, fans. Apparently, the way you get teal is you take red out of the white out of the white light so you're not i don't think you're adding teal to these images i think you're removing red from them now why mm, who knows come on studio can i reach out because we'll have you on we'll interview there, someone uh, this is reaching but is there a possibility that it is the monitors that they're working on that are like industry grade <laughs> they've Possibly. got a colorblind color yeah maybe, maybe. <laughs> I was just I'm trying done. to find him. I've done <laughs> Studio Canal. The thing is, right, like what I'm trying to do here is say that it's not their fault. So they'll come on and explain it to us rather than their fault. Yeah. They, oh, right. they bought crap equipment and it's not you their know, fault. No, okay. rather than saying like, oh, I nail it. Has <laughs> and then say, come on, punk. Yeah. Put him up. Explain Put him yourself. <laughs> Maybe maybe oh. it's not your fault. If it's not your fault, please come on our podcast and talk to us about it. Yes. <laughs> speaking yes. of people who came on our podcast, um, and speaking of Brotherhood of the Wolf, if you've not seen it, Taz had the opportunity to interview Mark Dukaskas uh, recently. Swine. Absolute legend. Just Cass, martial not, arts. Not Mark Dukaskas. Cass, yeah. Cass is the absolute legend. <laughs> um, yeah unbelievable interview mm. that he got to to have with him that's available on our youtube channel yeah you should if really you watch that get it and watch because cause he's such, he just comes across as such a nice guy he's in what love, isn't he? a he's lovely love. guy yeah. <laughs> and it's really nice to see just like you, you could see the falling over himself <laughs> and falling over him <laughs> and him just taking it on the chin yeah. it's it's really really professional <laughs> But to be honest, which one of us would have done it any yeah, other exactly. way? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely lovely. Um, so go and check that out if you've not seen it yet. It's on yeah. our YouTube channel. It, it's Great interview. Just brilliant. Um, and the film, of course, as as the guys have said, is is 
seminal if you've not seen it yeah just go just get it just blind buy it if you don't know yeah yeah, you can blind buy it yeah it's it's fantastic and if you didn't like it si will give you your money back that's a guarantee (laughs) (laughs) not a guarantee Uh, but it is good. Go buy it. Um, before we hit the stuff that we've been uh, watching on streaming uh, and loop back around to Silo that we mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. Mark, can you tell us a bit about what we can expect over the coming months on 4K? Uh, I can. Uh, so I'll rattle through these really quickly. So Robert De Niro, hey, he needs to find more babysitters, doesn't he? So it's no surprise. He's got a new 4K out. He is bringing a Bronx tale uh to 4k in the us on the 12th of september interestingly enough from an outfit called tribeca film Mm, that's interesting Mm -hmm. it doesn't seem to be a big studio or a big label so it'll be interesting to see whether or not we get that over here uh criterion in the us have also announced this very day that they're bringing akira kurosawa's dreams to 4k i didn't know that i really liked that it was announced literally today they sent the uh, newsletter out so that's good uh however don't worry people over this side of the atlantic we're getting a uh, jean-luc goddard and brigitte bardot classic um don't hate me tom le mepri i don't know uh, in a in a gorgeously covered 60th anniversary edition from Studio Canal on the 26th of June. Uh, the BFI are also bringing us a brand new 4K restoration of the Bill Forsyth classic that isn't Local Hero. That would be Gregory's Girl. On the I, saw, I saw this. I'm weirdly excited to see it again. <laughs> and if you if you saw this last week, Amazon had it on sale at 12.99. They cocked up the price. So oh, all, all of us jumped straight on for a pre-order for 12.99. So we'll see if they honor it or not. I mean, who uh, who who didn't like Claire Grogan? Let's be honest. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Sorry. <laughs> uh right, back to the US. Shout Factory are drowning us in catalog 4K releases with all the rest of the chuckies coming. That's Bride, Seed, Curse, and Cult all coming on the 25th of July, as well as the Slasher Clap, The Burning, weeks earlier on the 11th of July. Burning, interesting. Uh, Now, Arrow, I think, may have The Burning over here, so this may mean that we're getting a 4K of that at some point, maybe before the end of the year, so keep an eye on that. They did release the Blu-ray ages ago. Yes, ages ago. One we didn't talk about that seems to have been out uh, or announced for a while is Jaws 2. Uh, 3rd of July, it's been announced for every country apart from the UK yet, but it'll be it's universal. A, it's a so. different film. It's a different shark. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and and then, of course, the Truman Show uh, runs the Paramount 4K. Good transfer, piss poor transfer gauntlet at the start of July as well. Uh, but the big news in the last two weeks is, of course, that Studio Canal have finally announced the 50th anniversary edition of the granddaddy of all folk horror, The Wicker Man, coming oh, on the 4th yes. of September. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They, they have taken the gauntlet that Second Sight have thrown, thrown down to them, uh, and they are taking a leaf out of their book. It's multiple cuts, so three yep. cuts, all on all 4K, on the HD. soundtrack yeah. CD, and pop-up packaging, whatever that means, <laughs> but I imagine it's something like what they did with The Elephant Man. It's also uh, it's also hitting Steelbook as well at the same it, time it, without it the extras. Yeah, um, the Steelbook artwork. If you like that sort of thing, is okay. It's, I, I, I mean, I I think the artwork for the the normal edition is brilliant. Yeah, so I'm having that. I'm not uh, sure what's it, going on there. It's I mean, don't get me wrong. Studio Canal are asking sixty notes for it. 
yeah, and but it's three notes. films for the for the steel book. So again, taking a leaf out of second sight books. Uh, but we're just going to round up here. Last time on the poddy, we were having a little bit of a josh about Hard Target being announced. And, and we were having such a laugh about whether or not it was going to come bundled with the Scott Adkins star uh, Hard Target 2. And it, is. and it only Ruddy is, people. Uh, the super duper limited edition version of Hard Target is coming with Hard Target 2 included. <gasps> However, don't get too excited. Hard Target 2 is only on 1080p 4K. It's not not 4K. So, therefore, no sale, Universal. No sale. (laughs) Don't lie, Mark. You've you've already bought just the the extra tat edition, haven't you? Paper, art cards. It's <laughs> art cards, Tom. I want the art cards. So that that's your lot. So there's, I mean, I mean, just from that, that's in the last two weeks. The, all those have been announced in the last two weeks since we we did the last poddy. The release schedule is getting rammed. It's really, it might not feel it, but I think physical media and 4K is feeling really healthy at this moment in time. So let's hope it continues. Absolutely. Lovely stuff. Thanks for that. So You're welcome. If any of those picks excite you, then stay tuned. I imagine that we will cover one or all of these things. Our target two here, kids. Our target two official review guaranteed. Not a guarantee. <laughs> um, we we've got a few things um, moving into our the end stages of the podcast that we were going to talk about. Uh, let's let's just stick with a couple of them. Let, let's flexing the control muscles there, Tom. Look at I couldn't help Look it. Look at this. The, I'm in charge. The, it, this is like <laughs> my sorcerer's claw. <laughs> what are we going to talk about, Tom? Come on, you decide. Uh, I, I I would love to know about Daisy Jones and the Six. However, <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Okay, good. Let's talk about Silo. The latest thing on Apple, um, because I had some preconceptions about it going into it um, that were on the money. Uh, Simon, tell us a bit about Silo. Silo. Uh, well, there's only been three episodes released. First two last week. So that's the third one yesterday, was it? Mm-hmm. Um, I've watched all three in preparation for this podcast, and I was really quite impressed with it. It's a little bit of a slow burner, but then I think the books were as well. The books were structured real, ra- really rather weirdly. Um, they, their episodes, they take a character and they explore that character as as they go through it. Weirdly, the third one is not is more the uh, silo itself rather than the people that inhabit the silo. Um, it's mystery. What's going on? How did they get there? What are they doing there? It's it's interesting, um, yeah. I uh, I'm, I'm 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 hooked. Actually, I really quite enjoyed it, and I want Ma- to see more. Yeah, I agree. I I have only seen the first episode, but I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Um, so, I <laughs> what I say next is not to denigrate it. However. Either of you guys played a video game called Fallout? <laughs> yes. Boy, oh boy, is this ever Fallout fan fiction? Like, I, I, I don't. Um, yeah, 
when I saw the trailer for it before it was released, I thought that looks like the boring bit at the beginning of Fallout 3. And um, yeah, it is. It's the boring bit at the beginning of Fallout 3 where you have to hang around a vault or silo and deal with the little America politics and uh, corruption of the overseer in your quest to get outside. And <laughs> that, so far, seems pretty close to what's going on in this new Apple TV show. So I, I will yeah, say... It's, it's not a, uh, a a unique selling point, is it? It's, it's not. It's a story that's been told ad nauseum over the years. Um, um, how do yeah. we get here? What's on the outside? It's... It's it's but it's, it's an interesting it's one, yeah, it, and it's done well. It's done very very well. No uh, yeah. pit boy, no sale. I'm sorry. No, there's no no pit boy. I'm afraid. No, and no super mutants. Oh. So far, so far. I mean, um, you know, we don't know what's out there, do we? But um, yeah, I I just after watching the first episode, I clicked around the internet a little bit looking for some interviews with the with the author of the books, um, and in one of them he was directly asked about fallout which he said he had played dozens of times <laughs> and stopped there because he wanted to keep his money i imagine yeah. but um no, even even though even though like simon says it it's it it's usp is not a usp it is it's a it is a trope it just yeah. has sps yeah <laughs> it's it does seem to be done Really well, and it's really uh, well done. The episode yeah. that I saw well, had um, Rashida Jones, who I really like, and uh, David Oloweo. Is well, that his name? Yes, that guy. I'm really yes. sorry for Tim Robbins. Name. And Tim Robbins with a like the weirdest like hair beard combination ever. Is it, is it Rebecca Ferguson in it? Yeah, Rebecca but not Ferguson in the first one. No, she's in it like for a, a second. Uh, yeah. She, she plays one. a much bigger part coming up uh, and that that helps just uh, a cast of really competent people getting mm -hmm. on with it and, mm -hmm. and putting yeah i can't wait to watch more i thought yeah, i was going to be like but what what derivative nonsense is this but actually no i'm hooked no, so it, i'm going to keep watching yeah, it yeah it's it's terrific world building it, it reminded me a little bit of the last of us the way it builds yeah it's like a slow build up but it's interesting all the time there's always something going on the characters are believable you know even though they're living in an impossible world you know and it is an impossible world um the 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 characters are believable so you you will follow them you know it's i'm i want to see more it definitely seems to be more immediately good than for example their last flagship sci-fi foundation was which oh god yeah uh you know was immediately mediocre and sort of stayed at that level yeah and got a bit better but no this is going into it as someone who was skeptical about it really enjoyed it so yeah go go check that out if you if you have apple tv i will thank you chaps <laughs> at least we hold sweet sway over one human i like, listen that's... to you absolutely well for the duration <laughs> of this podcast i listen to you yeah um <laughs> we would tasked with watching beef last time on netflix mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i've not done that mark have I, you done that i've not done my homework either Tom. oh you children. i'm on the naughty naughty, step. naughty children. sorry sorry everyone 
Oh, uh, Simon, you're such fortunately, a fortunately. Fortunately, I did manage to uh, spot most of it. Um, I've watched all but the two, the final two episodes. And are we missing out? I think so. Yeah. It again. It's, a recommendation. It, it's another. It's another strange little show. There, are, it's there's ten episodes. They're about half hour each, and it starts off with what is a an innocuous um, uh, road rage incident between the two main characters um, that um, just becomes. Oh, you can you could say two ways. It go. It gets to a bigger bigger explosion, or it just ends into complete madness. Both are equally valid criticisms. Um, but what what makes it so eminently watchable is that whilst both of these characters are barely quite destructive and on the surface unlikable, the way the story is structured, you find out about their life, how they're living, their past, and it all kind of makes sense in the whole world of this of the situations that they're in. So the 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 zenith of them actually coming to their clash has built up over time, and then it plays its plays out. So whilst it goes in insane directions, and some directions are completely mental, you think, why would anyone ever act like that? In the context of the show and the characters that they portray, you think, well, actually, they probably would act and do that. It's also very, very dark, <laughs> very, very darkly comic. Um, yeah, it's it's a very, very interesting. It's sort of kind of come out of nowhere, um, but very, very well made. Very well made, and for you know, you can you can you'll be over and done in five hours. It's done, so it's worth sticking on and worth persevering with. That's it's cool. Okay. Um, it's sold. The, yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to think, isn't it? Glenn from Walking Dead. And Ali Wong, right? The and comedian. Ali Wong, that's it. Yeah, that's She's it. very funny. Yeah. Yeah, in the, she's incredible in this. Yeah, both funny and frightening. Very frightening in some instances. <laughs> Having seen her stand up, I can see how that would be true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Okay. Maybe fantastic. maybe we will do our homework. Then, yes. God, I have to. <laughs> we should come up with some homework to do for next time. That's something that we've not all we should all be watching. We should have the prepared that in advance. The Sorry, Exorcist, everyone. the TV show. Everyone should watch that and tell me how bonkers episode five of season one is. No, you guys should all watch uh, episode five. You should watch the rest of Star Wars Visions if you haven't, because Oh, that's quite fun. Yeah, it yes, got good. That is good. It got good. Yeah, season two was Be- quite good. Very much enjoyed Visions. Yeah. We should have talked about that instead. We should, yeah, because we were, we're all, that's our homework we've that's, all seen. That's it, something so, that we've yeah. all seen. <laughs> that's the best kind of homework. <laughs> oh, well. Gorgeous animation. Lovely variety of stories. Great Star Warsing. Yes. A good Star War. <laughs> um, right. Is there anything else that you guys wanted to mention that we haven't spoken about in the course of the last hour and two minutes uh no that's nope. a no we're moving on we're running out of time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no tom nothing else to speak about except for the exorcist <laughs> no um, please i don't want anyone wasting the time on that <laughs> apart from you two okay maybe i will actually because i am a massive fan of the exorcist rubbish um great I so mean, no homework for next week, no? Yeah, no, no homework. Okay. No, no. I no, mean, I'm good. sure Kaz will give us homework for next yeah, week. Yeah, but I'm sure he will. Once it's, he's back, it, this is like a supply teacher day. Like, <laughs> 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 
No lessons today, just watch I've, the video. I've brought I've brought colouring in for us all to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, coming up on the next podcast, or maybe the one after that, um, Kaz is going to be looking at Fast X on Friday, which he is so looking forward to that, isn't he? I think untrue. I'm quite I saw the trailer for it and I thought that looks stupid. Can't wait. <laughs> no, that was what you felt when you saw the trailer for the Meg 2. I also the Meg 2, yeah. Yes. I um yes, I showed that to my significant other, um, to which she pulled a face and Consequently, I revealed that it was the latest film from indie writer and director Ben Wheatley. <laughs> it's the rather random sequel to A Field in England. <laughs> it's it's like, oh, well, I said, he, he just saw Adam Wingard doing Godzilla vs. Kong and thought, I want to do one of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why is he getting all the, all, all the shiny, shiny images and all the big books? I want to do some colourful nonsense. <laughs> There you go. Someone brought a coloring book in for him. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, wrap it up. We just we we flailing, Tom. We are flailing. flailing. Sorry. So Kaz is going to go and see Fast X, which is apparently the first in a trilogy. Um, which what? has already been yeah yes. ten of them. No, it's no. going to be Fast Ten, One, Two, and Three. <laughs> did, did, did Vin Diesel announce the third one at the premiere oh. on the red carpet? Yes, for this one. Yes. It's just yeah. mad. Ah, oh, what a legend. You wouldn't Absolute find legend. Richard Lester doing any of those shenanigans, I tell you. No. And he rounded the whole thing off by saying, I love you guys. Um, Mark is going to be watching uh the Changeling, the second yes. site 4K release. Yeah. Oh, so jealous. Cocaine Bear. Well, that's an okay movie. And The Lighthouse, easily one of the best films of the last five years. Boy, oh boy. I that's love a, that movie. That's a good trilogy there for me. Isn't it just? What, yep. what a range you have. <laughs> <laughs> and um, no doubt, by the end of it, Mark will be extremely fond of everyone's lobster. <laughs> Simon is going to be looking at Knock at the Cabin, which is also coming out on 4K. Yes, it's supposed to be arriving tomorrow. Otherwise, I would have unboxed that today as well. We would have had two unboxings. Can you oh, imagine? I don't think the internet can handle such I don't think it could. No. Uh, this week I'm going to be looking at um, Bo is Afraid, the new Ari Aster movie after Hereditary and Midsummer, starring Joaquin Phoenix in various stages of life. Are you Which prepared I, for that, Tom? I think I'm looking forward to it. It looks weird, which is good, and too long, which could be good. So um, that's just Ariaster, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I'm also going to be watching Restart the Earth, um, the latest Chinese sci-fi action adventure propaganda machine. <laughs> well, it is only an hour and a half long, so I'm looking forward to. It. Oh, why do you get the hour and a half one, and I got the two three-hour? I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed <laughs> because I am the golden god. Um, <laughs> Uh, Arnold is on his way to Netflix. We will be looking at that um, mm. and maybe in parallel discussing the True Lies TV show. Let's oh, see how God. we feel. I want an episode by episode breakdown of that monster. <laughs> uh, if you want that, Mark, you are doing it. 
If there is anything that we've not covered this week that you think we should cover, then please do uh, leave a comment for us um, either on the forum thread or on a YouTube video um, or just send us an email or write us a letter or send a carrier pigeon or Morse code on the telegraph um, or smoke signal, semaphore, all the usual channels. That is it for the AV Forums movies podcast this week so thank you very much movies team mark costello uh nighty night all and simon crust au revoir must must be to be <laughs> well sort of words to that effect <laughs> loved it that was french <laughs> perfect if my mum is watching i'm really sorry <laughs> if you enjoyed the podcast please give us a like and subscribe to the channel plus hit the notification bell so you don't miss out when we publish our live streams product reviews and more. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook and bookmark the website avforums.com for the latest reviews, news, and videos. Plus, why not leave us a five-star rating on whichever service you use, if they allow it, but only if you enjoyed the show. If you didn't enjoy the show, get out. I am me, Tom Davis. Thank you very much for watching and listening, and please join us for another podcast whenever the next one is. We love you. Good night.